Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. episode of Hey Frage Podcast. Oh my Lord. I mean, we just need AJ to just turn on the mics and give people a sneak peek of all our conversations before the conversation starts. And honestly, when you bring up like things of our past, I, I'm uncontrollably laughing. And then I'm like, why didn't we record this? It was so good. We just had a whole entire like 30 minute combo. But per usual with me, my <laughs> mind is like a ping pong ball set. You know, it's just like ping, ping. Wall has a different theme. We're like, we're talking about Paul Ward. We're talking about Nima Van. We're talking about merch. We're bing bing. Okay, is you know, hello back to what people can follow. You know, I mean, <laughs> people do comment that. Oh my god, yes, it's true. Well, as they should. I mean, honestly, they should be medicated. It's so it's like a map that makes no sense. Anyhow, uh, look, Nima Van from Shaws of Sunset is on the show today, and I can take zero credit for this. My dear friend and girl, and obviously the woman that you've known and love, AJ, um, who's on the show, you actually connected with Nima, which is how he's on today. So excited to have him on. We connected on TikTok. He found one of my impersonations. And at the time, he was launching his own podcast. We're going to get into it. But he was looking for segment people. And one of the segments he had in mind was for impressions. So I will be a part of the podcast as well as my other friend, Matt. And that is how we all connected. And I said, um, you got to come on. Hey, Fresh. Oh, 
Well, thank you because this interview was so much fun. We asked him about those famous teeth, those white Hollywood <laughs> chiclet teeth. Those chiclets. <laughs> chiclets. Yeah. He has got an incredible Taylor Swift story that he reveals on the show. And of course, we ask him all the Shaw's updates and everything and all the dirt from the reunion. So we're going to get into all that. And we want to remind you guys our merch. You guys are buying our merch. It's so Thank exciting. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, HeyFrange.com. Click the shop page. Um, AJ and I designed them. It's Use Your Voice and Humanity Has No Brand. We really wanted to do something for positivity and just to embrace people speaking up during these really challenging times in our society. We don't have to always agree with each other, but it's everybody should be heard. So that's really what these shirts embrace. And then more merch coming soon. So heyfrage.com and click the shop page today. Bye, bye, bye. Um, enjoy right now, Nima Van from Shaws of Sunset. Oh my God. I am so excited about this. Nima Van is here from Shaws of Sunset. Nima! What's up, guys? Nima! Okay, we love the show. We're obsessed oh. with you. And I, I was telling AJ, actually, I think you were kind of the runaway storyline this season. Yeah, I think obviously the main thing that really got a lot of traction, and I think deservedly so, is the is what went down with Reza and MJ and the, con- the continuation of their friendship. But a lot of stuff happened in my life, and my MO is to just share my life very openly on Shaw's. I don't try to flex or present a version of me that's not real. So, like, nothing really embarrasses me. It's, it's, it's actually very weirdly therapeutic, Shaw's and the whole Bravo experience, because I think when you, like, put it out there you kind of take away any of the power that it might have had over you. So. Okay, yeah. that's actually a really amazing way to look at reality TV because a lot of people end up saying they feel like reality TV destroys their life. <laughs> but you, yeah, but you, well, you find it therapeutic. I, so that's a great question. You know, I'm all of the people that I know in reality TV, obviously a lot of my fellow Bravo labs and then some folks on Netflix – were really people that I looked up to and and really approach it very authentically. Like, for example, Maris, MJ, is like a perfect example. Like, really what you see is what you get. And I think that as long as you go about it that way, and I personally really check myself constantly. Like, I have never thought I was better than anyone. I don't think that I'm in any way superior to anyone around me. So... I guess that has helped me sort of normalize through the experience. And okay. that's why like my friends that I was friends with before are like, you're the exact same. Like it's, and nothing has changed. So that's helped me stay normal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is amazing. Cause I feel like, yeah, on reality TV, like it can easily, your storyline can become something that isn't even you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and Bravo, I got to give Bravo some credit. Like they're super committed to authenticity. Like they really check in with what's going on in your life. They ask you organically what's happening and then they want to capture that. So it's never like the network calling and saying this season, you're going to do that. Like that's just complete nonsense. Like it's really what's happening. Like for example, um, I am my first company that I ever started. Like the company that took me out of corporate America is like my child, my baby. It's it's not going to survive the pandemic. Mm. If when another season occurs, like I would share that very openly. There's no ego for me in that. And like that's not something that Bravo would fabricate. I would just bring it up and share it. And like I'm not like embarrassed that my company is going under. It's right. just it's just what's happening in the world right it's, now. So yeah. that's, that's how they stay so authentic to who you are. Damn. Okay. I'm, I, I love that. Well, now, I said this before when we were not 
I don't think we were recording, but I'm just going to say it again. I am like so blown away by this professional setup we have going on here. Like, <laughs> I really like okay. the mic, the set. Like Andrea's got the arm, and it's got like the the foam behind. I'm like, this is like the bathroom of my hotel in New York City, by the way. So. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. door looks great. And we're going to get into why you're in New York because you've got a lot of life changes happening right now. Yes, yes. The, the AC unit looks amazing. But, um, Thank you. No. Actually, I think this is the closet. Shall we look? <laughs> yeah, it's What's in your loo? Okay. Uh, let's um, take a look. This is fun. That's not real safe in my closet. Nothing hanging. I'm only here for two days. So, you know. It's nothing hanging up. Okay. Don't hang up shit. Oh, look, we were we were wondering this. We were thinking back. How did you get cast initially on the show? We couldn't remember. Who were you friends with? How did that come well, about? It was my sister. Mike was trying to get at my sister. You ah. know, and and no shade to Mike because actually Mike has become like one of my closest friends. Like I love the guy, but you know he was trying to get at my sister and like. I always said, like, you're not going to date my sister until unless I give the stamp of approval. It's just not going to happen. Got it. And so when there was talks, uh, that's, that, that's what really brought me into the group of friends. And then you just kind of, like, form your own friendships that way. So it really, I got connected to the Shaw's group through my sister. Okay, but then they obviously end up deciding they want you on the show more than your sister, right? Because we, we end up seeing, I mean, how did that go with your sister? Um, I can't speak for the network. All I can say is that, you know, I think, I think I, my, I think when you, uh, try to like make out with someone that's not your girlfriend on the first day of filming, it's like, that was great. That was a bad, bad life decision. I don't know. I just think, I think it organically fits my personality better than Mo Mona is really successful. She's a, a crazy successful YouTuber has built this like whole online brand. I mean, like major brands, I'm, and I'm talking like major Huge. brands are coming to her now to film with her. And reality just fit, like, you know, she, her brand is a little more, I think, structured. Whereas I'm just like, give me 10 bottles of rosé and let me make out with anybody. You know, I don't, like, it doesn't matter to me. So it's like, that might fit the Bravo mold a little bit better, but you know, I, Bravo has always said, like, we love you, we love your sister, we love your dad, like, we love it all, so. Oh, my God. I mean, there were so many. How did you feel about that, by the way? This season, you shared so much about your family situation. Your parents yeah. are immigrants. Come here to this country. You and your dad end up going to California while your sister and your mom stay in New York. Yep. So true. Yep. I can imagine that was incredible childhood trauma, as you obviously yeah. revealed. It was, and it still is. And, you know, I get a lot of messages on social media, and I'm actually not mad at them because some of them are actually very, like, angry towards me. And they're saying, oh. forgive your parents. You know, most people would die to have their dad express that kind of love to you, and, like, you're just sitting here, like, turning your nose at it. So let me just, let me just address that once and for all. I am not turning my nose at it. My dad and I are rebuilding our, our relationship. It just takes time. I love my dad. I love my mom. I love the things they did for me, like my whole life. I never, I never went without food on the table. I went to a private Catholic high school that my dad paid for because it was good for college. Like they've done amazing things for me, but I think separating me as a young boy from my mom and my sister was really detrimental to me. It created like, major intimacy issues later in life that, like, I think it was hand in hand one of the reasons why I got divorced. Um, you know, there's like life experiences that you have with your, do either of you guys have siblings? Yes, we both do. Both, both so have older brothers, yeah. Experiences that you have with your siblings, like I don't know what it was like for Mona to go to the prom. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what my mom's like normal routine was like. 
day in and day out. Like that stuff is so overwhelming to me. Even now I'm talking to you, I'm getting like very upset about it. Like it's so overwhelming to me that if I, if there was an ability just to like turn it off, I would. So I, I go to therapy for it. I'm yeah. working really like my dad and I are working towards a better relationship. It's slowly but surely getting there. I mean, this is my authentic life. Right. Like, this is not, you know, and, and by the way, I've never watched that scene ever. I told Sheena that really? I have never right. watched that scene. And I don't think I ever could. It's just, it's too hard for me, I think. Yeah. AJ, go ahead. Cause I, I just wanted to ask him about the letter. No, we can go into the letter. And then after all of that, I want to know about what it's like exposing that on public TV. Were you ready for that? Or you always knew that that's just a part of your authentic past and you have to tell the story? The letter? You... Well, okay. But that's a great question, AJ. Were your parents happy about the fact that you revealed that? I mean, that's true to your experience, but they must have been no. pissed. They were happy. No. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because I'm so proud of Shaw's and yeah. Bravo. Like, I'm so proud of Bravo for, like, their commitment to diversity. I mean, they put a show on air in the post-9-11 world, like, where being Iranian was not cool. And they put a bunch of Iranians on national television. And I have people from across the country who, like, know what a no-ruse is. And, like, so I'm, I'm so proud of it. And I think my generation has really embraced it. The parents' generation, the generation above us, you know, that it's a very well-to-do society, but it's a very sort of like esteemed, educated society that doesn't look at like trying to make out with someone in Big Bear as like a good representation. Okay. So there's been a slow, a slow process of like them accepting Shaw's. It's now starting to happen. And my parents really fit into that mold. It was went from like no way, we're never doing this. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like, you're not our son, you know? Right. So, like, understanding that this is part of my process and they love me, and then that's what made them come on the show. There's no part of me that's ever going to go on to an episode of Shaw's and not share my authentic life. So, like, that was okay. Listen, it was not a good look for me to say that I had not read my mom's letter for two years. Like, I was cringing as I was saying it, but... That's the truth. Yeah. And like, you know, there's no ego in that for me. I, I, you know what, Nima? I feel like that comes across so much for you on the show because it's so weird. When I watched, I thought, oh my God, this is like, because we talk about this a lot on the podcast, that a lot of reality shows have gotten away from reality. And I'm like, holy shit, there was a moment where like, you can see how long-term traumatic it was. And I can imagine you didn't even, weren't ready to hear what, you know, your mom had in that letter. Right. No, I not only was I not ready to, to hear the letter, but like the day that we filmed the scene with my dad, like I didn't I didn't go into that scene being like and we call them scenes. I actually hate the word scenes because it kind of implies that it's fake and it's right. really not. I mean, like that day of filming, I should say. I had really bad anxiety going into that day because I really didn't know what to expect. There was not even one percent of me that thought we were even going to broach the subject. Like that was just supposed to be for my youngest sister getting into UCLA. We were super proud of her, and Mona and I got her a laptop, and that was the day. Like we, that was what we were going to do. And it, when it pours out of you, it just does. And so, yeah, like I just, it's just, it's real and it's vulnerable and it's authentic. And I think that the more you embrace it, the more you can actually navigate reality tv life and 
and be fine. So uh, Amazing. I can't even believe anyone would criticize you. It's like that was like the yeah, realest reality moment there's been in a hot seat. Oh, session. I just got a message the other day and someone was like, you're such a crybaby bitch. Like you didn't, read your, mom, like, you didn't read your mom's letter for two years. Like, you know, and I actually like normally I, I sometimes I like get my blood pressure going, but I actually wrote back to her and I was just like, Hey dude, like that's your opinion. Super cool. Like, you know, that's, that, that's my journey, not yours. And God bless. And that's, that's how you it. have to look at it because yeah. if, if you get caught up in the weeds, also, this is your experience, your journey. No one ever went through your childhood. Oh my and God. I would say 90, 98.5% of my comments on social media are positive, loving. The other 1.5% about my teeth. You know, and then like one, there's like a sliver in there about people talking shit. So, you know, my odds are pretty good, I think. You know what else I feel like you guys are broaching the way is like straight dudes and plastic surgery. I love that yeah. you and Mike will go to a Botox party and then obviously you're- got a nose job. Can you guys tell? What? You got a nose job? You can't even tell, can you? Stop. No. Turn to the side. do you go I to? Just, it's still really swollen. And the reason I got a nose job, and I'm, I, this goes back to what you're talking about. I had a little bit of a hump on my nose, my side profile here, and I couldn't breathe. And I went to a surgeon in LA who is a buddy of mine. He works at UCLA and that matters because UCLA is not like a Beverly Hills office. This is like a facility that's like one of the best plastic surgery places in the world. And he's like the goat at this. And he was like male ethnic rhinos. You still want to look like you. I've had friends that I've sat in New York across dinner to, didn't even know I had a nose job. Damn. Oh my God. It looks it's a go, dude. Like honestly, I still look 100% like myself. Um, it's weird because when I look at myself, I can see a difference. But like the guy that I had lunch with a couple days ago in New York City, I've known him since we were 13 years old. And I was like, dude, do you know him? He was like, no. Like absolutely did not even recognize it at all. So. Okay, we got to go to that doctor. Or is there anything off limits for you or anything you still want to get done? Yeah, what's next well, for your That's a great question. I'm actually really glad you asked it. Um, it's very easy to cue the body dysmorphia comments, you know? Yep. So I got my veneers because when I was 14, I had something I had something hit my mouth and I had a discolored tooth really bad. And there was nothing um... I could do about it. So I, when I got money, when I was financially successful, I got veneers. Um, and then the nose was the only other thing that bothered me. There's nothing else I would ever do. I mean, I, there's a lot of like imperfections going on up in there. We know? hear you. We hear you. And I'm like, let's just roll with it. And even something like Botox. I mean, Andy Cohen, who, by the way, is a fucking gem of a human being, you know, he is like famously anti-Botox. He's like, men should have wrinkles. It's like authentic. It's like rugged. And I'm like, that's completely the, I get it in my forehead. Like, I don't care. Like. I can respect the differences, but no, this, there's not going to be like, I'm not going to show up next. Like if there, if there was a next season show up with like four arms or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Not gonna okay. Well, we're ready to get facelifts with you. I mean, I, I, I would go full when we get to Hollywood, we want the teeth. I mean, the teeth look amazing. Okay. By the way, teeth are not this, they look really white even now. Anytime I'm in like light, they look bright. So when you're doing an interview and there's a light coming at you, it looked like Ross from Friends. But when I did when I did Sheena's podcast this last time, she actually even said she was like, Dude, your teeth look normal. And I was like, I know, because in person they look normal, but when you add a camera light, they look fucking ridiculous. They're like, like Yeah. 
Damn, you got Tic Tacs in there. Yes, I think they look great. I think I they want, look fantastic. They yeah. look amazing. The Hollywood chiclet teeth. They look so good. How much is a full set of veneers, by the way? Are we talking like forty thousand, fifty thousand? Uh, if so, I if you do a full set, it's basically between for like a professional job yeah. where you don't want to do like um, the average for a really high end set of veneers is about twelve hundred a tooth. So okay. I'm sorry. How many teeth do we normally have? Like, I took out my molars, so minus. Oh, you had like 24, 26 of them. And, and then I you got to go through the sh shaving so. down, right? They got to shave it down. Where's my calculator? <laughs> yeah. it, it's, and then there are other there are other doctors like Doctor Appa who does like a lot of the majors. Like he's like in, you know, it, it can really go yeah. up to like crazy level. Oh my God, uh, Nima! We got to get to the show and talk about some. There was lots of good drama. Obviously, the um, reunions, part one and part two, just aired. So, tell us this: Where uh, MJ and Reza were the ongoing and our big themes of the show? Are those two speaking? I have no idea. I cannot speak for their friendship. All I can tell you, and that's really that's not me trying to dodge the issue. Like it's not my relationship right. to speak on. All I can tell you, and I I said this to MJ when she did my podcast. I said. There's so much love between them that I yeah. think that like when it there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of love. I haven't asked her. I just all I can do is hope that their relationship can mend long term for both of them, honestly. Well, and how do you feel though about Reza? I mean, Reza continues to have a lot of stories and blogs written about like, you know, the abortion comment. You know, that's still and a lot of I didn't, I didn't know I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Well, a uh, lot of people I, feel it's hurt him as a, a his as a person and a brand because I, it was I, so hurtful. I, honestly, I will only speak about my personal relationship with Reza. We're just, we're just not in a very good place, honestly, right now. Mm -hmm. But I, I have a lot of love for the guy. I don't fully understand how we got to this point. Maybe we can recover, but um, we're just not in a very good place, me and him. And what about with Gigi at the reunion? You know, obviously you guys have had some sexual tension over the years. You know, you had a makeup, but then she seems to like, wait, I'm lost. How did your relationship get broken down? So I, have, I know this sounds like a cop out. Um, I have no idea. Okay, okay. We've never had a uh, falling out or anything. Um, you know, Golnessa made her feelings very known at the reunion and these infamous crop jobs on her Instagram, but like me getting cut out of cast photos. All I will say is like, as a man, you don't ever win when you disrespect a woman. Like there's no, there's no win in that. And so for me to be able to go out and be like, well, fuck you. Like I just, there's just not going to happen. Like I, I respect her as a woman. Like I respect my mom and my sister. And so, you know, Similar to Reza, it's a bit of a challenging spot, and and I'm hoping that we can push through it. You know, yeah. I wanted to ask you what kind of weed Gigi was smoking because the whole reunion, her eyes were just like <laughs> yeah, she looked so. Yeah. I will, I will, I will <laughs> say, Golnessa has the best weed. I she have the best outside. weed. She really does. She went back when she was smoking before the pregnancy. She's the best weed. She had her own Musa brand, and Damn. It, it's like when you smoke with Snoop Dogg, like you just expect it to be good. And <laughs> yeah. like when I smoke with Golnessa, 
in the few times that I have, like, I just like the, the expectation is here and, and she delivers. So. Oh my, and that was such a great moment in the show's history too, when you tried to help her launch that weed thing and she was high <laughs> at the conference you'd set up for her and couldn't get three words out. And you're like, well, I guess we're not going into business. Let me be, let me be very clear. Rootstock is 100% her company. I do not want to take any credit for it. That's the same thing I would do for like Andrea. If you're like, hey, I wanna I wanna do this thing, can I help you? It was like more console. I would never want to take credit for it. Um, and I think there's something kind of endearing about someone who's launching a weed company being high. Like it's it's great branding. You know True. I mean? so, True. Yeah. So it's her thing, and you know, it was I was happy to do it. Okay, Nima, I have a question because I was obsessed with this part of the show this season, but it didn't go much further than this. So, of course, Sarah, who is a character that floats in and out, right, right. reveals on the show that she was with R. Kelly, like right when he was arrested, and for all this, like... I didn't, I didn't know the timeline. I, I knew she had dated him. I didn't know the timeline. So... I mean, it was like a huge thing to drop because she's like, I never knew him to be like that, all this stuff. Why did that not get explored any further on the show? Because it, it was like a huge thing. You're like, what? This is my opinion only. Um, I think it's very similar to like the situation with my dad, right? No one put a gun to my head and said, you have to share this. I chose to share it and Sara chose to share a sliver of that, right? Where they talked about the fact that that was her ex and that was it. That's her decision. Bravo's not gonna force her hand. And I don't know if there was an, another reason as to why she didn't share it, but but yeah, I mean, and to be perfectly honest with you, I've actually never had any real substantive conversations with her because it's one of those things that's so touchy that you're not gonna be like, hey, that salad's good. So by the way, you're fucking R. Kelly, right? Like, you're, you're not, it's like. I, to me, it's like, if you bring it up to me, like, we'll talk about it. And she never has. And so I've never brought it up. God, Nima, you are so good. I mean, that would have been the first thing. When she dropped that, I would have called her up the next day and been like, give me all the scoop. I mean, that was like. I, just, I didn't have the equity in her life yet to be able to like, it goes back to like respecting women, right? Like, I, like to me, that's like a boundary thing. Like, she's a woman. She deserves respect. I wasn't going to be like, hey, let me just like talk about something deeply personal that you haven't even like dived into with us yet. It's just not right. what I would do. So to answer your question succinctly, the decision to, to talk about him to whatever extent is is unilaterally hers. Right. It's not, not mine or anybody else's. Oh, I know. That, that part was just like. You'd have to bring her on and ask her. And I'd actually be curious to see what her response was. So. Okay, you hook us up with her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, look, I will just keep DMing her on IG because I am obsessed with that story. I'm like, girl, what? Anyway. Um, so, okay, you and Mike are really good. You guys are in a good yeah. place and remain friends. How do we feel about Mike's, you know, I love over the years, he's obviously been very transparent about his highs and lows and relationships. And with Jessica, you know, he obviously cheated on her. Everybody knows that mm. sort of story. Jessica predated me, by the way. I never met Jessica. Yeah, I wondered that. Never, you guys never met. No. So the woman she, he's with now, who he seems very in love with, all in, how do you, do you think that is going to continue to be a successful relationship? I do, and that's less to do about Paulina, who I love. Paulina is, like, very, very sweet and kind-hearted. And, like, we've actually established a really good friendship, you know, between the two of us. Um, she's just the best. She's, like, an amazing, sweet, kind soul. But the reason I think it's going to last is not because of my positive feelings towards Paulina. It's because of 
the impact Paulina has had on Mike. It is profound. Now, keep in mind, I have not known Mike as long as like MJ or Reza or Gigi has, but the difference, like pre-Paulina and post, uh, like Mike is just softer now. Like he's got this like soft, like he'll call me up when I'm flying off the handle. Like, listen, man, you need to like leave with. Like the other day, he sent me something. He kind of like annoyed me about something, and pre-Paulina, Mike would have like come at me and we would have blown up. And he wrote me this message. He's gonna kill me for sure. He was like. You're afraid of me. I can always tell. (laughs) And like, he's such a sweet guy. And like, he just, he pours out love for her. And like the way he's embraced, you know, her children. I mean, it's it's real. So anybody who can do that for him, like, I just, I'm so happy for him. They're going to be one of those love stories that you just see for like 50 years. Oh, you know what? It's great to hear that, right? Because obviously we've seen all of his stuff play out over the years, you know? And I think, you know, he even said it this season. Like a lot of people didn't have faith in his business choices and his relationships. So, yeah, you guys really do. It's a great show. I have really bonded because we both have very successful overachieving younger siblings. And in (laughs) in the Persian, so I have Mona and even Sarah and he has David and Jonathan. And in the Persian community, like the top, the, the, the head sibling should be like the alpha that like leads everything. So we really bonded in terms of like being a bit of late bloomers, like finding success where we are now. And that certainly applies to like his relationship as well. Like Mike is honestly like he's in full bloom right now. And it's amazing to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Do you guys also bond about the divorce thing? Because I know he went through a really difficult divorce, you as well. But now you got y- married when you were really young. So, yeah, we, we, you know, it's funny. It doesn't come up a lot. Um, I, I don't, and, and just because I don't really need any advice on it, like I, I know my divorce and our, our situations were very, very different. But mm-hmm. um, we certainly have bonded about the fact that, like, there's trauma that goes through a divorce, you know, yeah. and what that experience was like. But we bond more about current relationship stuff. Like Mike is like really into, like Paulina sent me the nicest fucking message the other day. And this just really speaks to Paulina. She was like, I really wish I had a sister because you're the guy I want to marry her. Like, she, like she's like, that's how much I love you. Like that's who Paulina is. And she's like, Mike and I talk about it all the time. So it's like, that's the stuff we talk about now versus then. You know, we don't we don't like focus on the past. The past is the past. And honestly, like I have no interest in shitting on my ex-wife. Like it didn't work out. It was it, we were both to blame for it. We were young kids. You know what we were doing. So yeah. So okay, well that's a good question. So who are you dating now? So right now nobody, but I'm actively dating. You know, like I'm genuinely looking around. Here's the thing: Erica was like such an amazing girl, and Erica's like very actively in my life that I feel like she set the bar up here to where, you know, when you when you don't have substance and you date, especially when you're like a former fat guy and your insecurities <laughs> drive your decisions, like. Yeah. I just wanted to date pretty girls. Like that was like my thing. I just wanted like if a pretty girl liked me, I was like, oh, I've made it. And then you like grow up a little bit, and then you realize that like for me, the number one thing is kindness. Like I'm so into somebody who is kind natured because right. 
looks will ultimately fade. All of us are going to get old and ugly and gross and wrinkly and all these things. I shouldn't say ugly, but you know what I mean. And Your teeth will always be great. My teeth will always be white. <laughs> those are, this is going to be one of those like dinosaur fossils, but <laughs> yeah. kindness will sustain, you know? And, yes. and now it's, it's got to be someone that's the best of both worlds. And Erica's still in my life and maybe down the road something could happen there. But, but for now, it's, it's fun to go on dates and do that. I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. I love that. And I have a little intel about you. You recently went on a disastrous date, and I want you to give full details what the big thing was about the, the disastrous date. Oh, I want to hear this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, which one? But no. <laughs> you uh, could go I into them if you want. I went on a date with a girl that I've known for years who is very lovely and very sweet and beautiful, beautiful girl. And she, we went, this is before the shutdown. And we went to um, a restaurant, and she was very loud. She was noticeably loud, like very, very, very loud, which whatever, God bless, because I can be loud. <laughs> and I should have seen that as a red flag, because as the date progressed, she started to get really drunk, like noticeably drunk, and then kind of told me this story about how like things aren't going good at work, which I want to be totally empathetic to that. I'm trying to be like the best conversationalist that I can be. And then, like, she started crying because the booze kicked oh, in, and she's crying about the date. And the waiter, he, the waiter thinks I've made her cry. Like, so he's like giving me the look, like, who's this asshole that's making her? And I'm like, I'm just trying to eat my sushi. I like, I don't know what's happening. And it was like, and then like, it was like the mascara tried to kiss me, and I was like, oh my god, I can't. So I just like, I respectfully ended the dinner, got her a black card, got her home safe, and it was like. Let's just be friends. You know? <laughs> By the way, let's just be friends is some energy that more guys need to embrace because if you really just like go into dates and not have a lot of yes. expectations and pressure, not only do I find that it makes you more attractive to the person that you're with, but it really sets up like a very fun, like I go into every date with the, with the baseline expectation that I'm going to come out of it with a friendship. And then if something more happens, like, cool. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, I don't force it or try to, like, sweat it in any capacity. But, okay, Nima, I, I think it's so great, too. You know, you're obviously, you talk about your insecurities. It, I was a former fat kid, so I completely get that. And I think yeah. that really fucks you up in dating. Because I think lots of times, right, you're just, like, lucky that someone wants to date you. So, you like, your own standard, you have to raise it. It's It, it really is a mind fuck in some ways. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say lucky that someone wants to date you. Because, like, I think, but I would say that 
I always, I always actually dated very beautiful girls, which I think in weird ways, like made me more insecure. Like my ex-wife was beautiful. Erica was beautiful. And like Erica will still troll me to this day with like photos <laughs> of us when we were in Italy where like she's like looking like super hot influencer girl and my face looks like it was stung by a bee. You know I get it. My I face get it. And like she'll be like, hey, remember when you look like this? And just like send it to me. And I'm like, yeah, I do. So like those things, this is an internal battle. Like yes. Erica, my ex-wife, these people never made me feel bad. In fact, Erica loved me when I was chubby. You know what I mean? Like, so this was all internal. Like I had to kind of like learn to love yourself. And that's, and that's, and by the way, you are absolutely, and this is the most important thing I'm going to say about this. Being skinny is not the road to loving yourself. Like you, I should have loved myself then. I was just too insecure at the time to understand that. I associated being skinny as loving myself. Totally. That was wrong. And isn't that what happens? I mean, so many people end up doing that. They lose weight and then gain it back when they realize life still happens to you thin. You just, you feel lighter. You might appear to look better, but all of life still happens, you know, no matter the size on the scale. Yeah. Again, I think that's one of the reasons why I've managed to keep the weight off was because I... I did it for purposes of like my own self-esteem. And now you get into a rhythm of it being associated with like your healthy life. I never bad dieted ever. I ate ate what I wanted. I worked out, I ate clean, but if I wanted a piece of pizza, I had a piece of pizza. Like, um, and that was really the key. I think, and no disrespect to people who do keto or do whatever. Like I think I would have, gain the weight back because the minute you change that diet, it's, it's over. You go, it all comes kind of flowing back. Nima, how much weight have you kept off? 50. Well, I lost 55 pounds and then I got really skinny, like too skinny, like weird skinny. And and I know, you know, some people used to tell me that on commercial stats, like my, my, my clients and my friends and my colleagues are like, dude, you're too skinny. And I was like, no, like, you know, I love this. Um, and it was season seven of Shaw's when I watched, there's a noticeable weight difference between season seven and season eight in a good way. Um, when I watched the, sorry, my email keeps going. When I, when I watched the, um, MJ's bachelorette, remember in Palm Springs? Yes. Yes. I was shirtless in the pool. Yes. First time I had like seen, and I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm too skinny. And that was where I I made it, and, and that's a whole other psychological thing. Totally. Like trying to gain weight when you work so hard to lose it is very, very difficult. So that was a battle as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Um, okay, well, we could talk to you forever and ever, but I do want to mention that you're trying to steal my co host and don't think I haven't oh, yeah, forgotten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say borrow. Borrow is the better. Oh, oh is that what we're saying, Nemo? Borrow? So, I mean, the reason that you're on this show, and I love, how did you first see AJ's, or Andrea, She, I've known her as AJ for years, so I call her AJ, but Andrea, <laughs> you end up seeing one of her impressions, right? Tell me the connection. Well, so I, I waste many an hour on TikTok, let me tell you, many a many an hour. It's and addicting. It's yeah. addicting, and I would see her impressions, and I had done a series of podcasts at this place called Action Park Media which my buddy Kevin owns and we, they were like, you're really good. Like you should do this. And one of the, I did Sheena's podcast, my friend Jessica Hall's podcast. 
and Jessica put the, the connection in. And so once I kind of mentally decided I was going to do a podcast, I thought, okay, I don't want this show to just be only guests or only just talking nonsense. And I don't want it to be a niche thing where I'm reviewing like socks every week. Right. Yes. So, like, so I was like, there has to be an element of fun to this. Cause that's really important. I think the world needs that right now. Yes. So I was like, when I saw Andrea's, uh, impression I was like man how great would this be to like get her on and bring in like correspond kind of very similar to what Howard Stern does you know what yes. I mean? and, and then I, we, I also connected with one of her friends as well this guy Matt who does like this killer Donald Trump impression and like this he does you know each other and so he's gonna yeah. contribute to the show and so it's just been like it's been a man we the first episode we did the the clip was so good we had to extract it into its own instagram post and it's just been like viral like people are just messaging me and they love it so it's been great oh my god well aj like i say she is unbelievable i take full credit for her career so i it is I, a ridiculously <laughs> fucking good impression. like it is scary I know. like it is very good your impression of Courtney thank you i, I didn't think it was so spot on I did think it would lead to like crazy connections like it has. So I'm really happy that people are starting to notice that it's, it's able to be put on not just an impression stage, like a sketch show. It could be put on podcasting. And so it, it's been really cool, but, uh, but plug, plug the podcast because yeah. it's just launched. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is about you guys, but it's off brand with Nima van. It's out now. We just released our third episode today. So it's out. It's going it, to, again, it's really fun. It's lighthearted. It's meant to have a, a, an element of heart to it and, and fun. So we do interviews with people like you're gonna have a lot of Bravo celebrities on there. It's really meant to kind of like show their real, like true nature, my experience with them and like what my real relationship with them is. And so that's, that's the, who are some other Bravo celebrities coming up for you on your show that we well, can nothing expect is confirmed yet? Nothing is confirmed because you, there's actually like a portal you have to go through, just kind of get it approved by the network and all of that, which makes right. sense. Um, but certainly I want to have like Sheena on. Sheena is one of my closest friends. We've become really close recently in the last like year. Um, you're going to see a few of the Shaws come in. Sure. Mike, you know, um, you might even see Sarah come in. I really hit it off with Captain Sandy. I don't know if you guys know. Who yes. Yes. Fucking amazing. Wait, who's that? He's on a uh, below deck Mediterranean. <gasps> okay. Gotcha. Captain gotcha. Sandy. Amazing. So oh. I want to have, have her on the show. So it's just little things like that. I just, you know, it's about having people that I genuinely have a relationship with because I think that translates better if it then it's versus a, a random stranger. You own your own casting agency. You probably worked with a lot of celebrities. What's one of your most famous celeb encounters or best celebrity conversation that you can remember? Well, one story I've never told, and I'm hoping that I'm not going down like a pipeline of this, but <laughs> yes, yes. I felt like there was a moment and i could be wrong this is subjective so let me be okay. very clear about this this is subjective this is me interpreting this i felt in 2014 when we were on a, a music video shoot that there was a moment with taylor swift like oh. a real moment like an eye to eye moment i was married at the time and i was oh. chubby by the way and I felt like there was, and I've all, it's always been in the back of my mind. And you know, normally with like celebrities, when they're not shooting, they get whisked away. Yes. And in this particular video, we had her fans on stage and I was just kind of like prepping her fans on what to expect. Like, you know, her camp is super amazing with her fans. They're like, they're super invested. And 
after the little moment, like she came up and introduced herself to me, which I thought was a continuation of that moment. But I was, I was like, what the hell is happening here? You know? <laughs> so it's a story that I'm going to share in detail on my podcast, but so I don't get sued or anything. Like this was right. my interpretation of this. This is not like, I was like, oh, she wanted to rip my clothes on. Not at all. But yeah. Oh my god! Oh, I'm obsessed. You had eye sex with Taylor Swift. Nima, you're amazing. <laughs> That's what could tomorrow. Nima Van has sex with Ted in 2004. Fat Nima Van has sex with Taylor Swift in 2014. Taylor Swift loves that guy. It's just gonna. It's gonna, This is what happens. So. This is what happens. It, it snowballs. It's literally, so ridiculous. So yeah, when I tell it on our, we'll tell it authentically. Um, of course, Nima. At this stage, I imagine with like a, a show like Shaw's, it's just automatic that you're going to get another season, right? Like, uh, you know, I the network will when the, if and when they decide to do a next season, that's the network's decision. Who comes back is a network's oh, decision. Okay. It's, it's really, this is their platform and their show, and so I I never go into it with like expectations of like anything. You know, right. if, if, if they do another season and if they ask me back, I would be honored to be a part of it. That's how I kind of look at it. Um, well, Nima, you've been such a treat. It's like so fun to talk to you about all these things. You are an open book from your teeth to plastic surgery to Taylor Swift. I mean, what more? We've got it all. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. Um, AJ, what else? I got only a couple last things. Um, just like a tidbit. Did you know that you're on WikiFeet? Sarah and I do this fun thing where we find stars on WikiFeet. You're fully aware. I didn't even know what WikiFeed is. It's celebrity. Oh, this is gonna be you and I both have an account, Nima, where our fans have put pictures of our feet. You don't know this about yourself, have you ever Wiki seen feet? Celeb? Feet? It's called Celeb WikiFeet, and celebrities of all. Holy shit! Yes, and people are obsessed with your feet. I gotta be honest. I have a really good foot. <laughs> I have for men. I have really nice feet. Wait, Let's what's your one toe doing there, though? Here. Do you notice the arch in my yes, foot? Yes. Fabulous arches. And also, <laughs> I, most guys have, like, disgusting, crusty, gross-ass feet. And, like, I do the pedicure thing. Mike's also a big pedicure guy. And so I take pride in my feet. Every now and then I'll get a DM from some random person that's like, let me see your feet. And I'm like, no, thank you. But... <laughs> This is a whole different game. I have no is, idea. You are right. on Celebrity Wiki Feet Men, Nima Van. 4.38. That's not bad. That's good. That's really good. I'm going to have to go on there and, and throw some five stars in there. <laughs> wow. wow. Actually, yeah, you really wild. How are you only getting 4.38? These feet are These perfect. Are perfect. You I, this is like, guys, I love this. It, I, you have blown my mind. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Can we talk about that photo for a second? You look hot. Yeah, what's going on here? Super douchey photo. This is when I like was figuring out Instagram and I was doing the like looking to nothing pose. Yeah, that was cool. It's super embarrassing. Look at your feet. This is amazing. I don't know what, and you have no hair on your toes. How have you managed that? I'm I'm not. I'm a weirdly like not hairy Persian. Oh, I love it. Yeah, you've got no yeah. hair. You've got like, like there's not that much grooming that needs to occur here. There, I groom, but I don't. It's not. It's not like a necessity. It's more of like a choice. Whereas some people are. It's like it's a necessity. It's you guys, you got, this is amazing. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not watching the live stream, um, currently we're showing pictures of Nima Van's wiki feet, and it's great because it's a lot of it is just from this one episode where you're taking like a karate class. Well, sure, and kick my ass in a, in a YouTube class. Oh, yeah. 
How did we? We should have talked more about Sherman. I love him so much. Sherman was like wrestling a bear. Like it's just like I couldn't move him. (laughs) I couldn't move him. Like I I literally. First off, think of Sherman's like perfect manicured facial hair. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, and by the way, we're showing pictures on um, Nima's oh. wiki feed, but this one oh of Sherman God. is, he look, I mean, his eye contact with you is so intense. He is addressing me with his eyes. Yes, no yes. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Sherm is one of my closest friends. I love him to death. He's like legitimately a brother to me at this point. Oh, that's awesome. Um, just the greatest, sweetest guy in the world. He seems like it. Oh, he looks like he likes you too. <laughs> oh my god. He had every wrestling scene up. Okay. Anyway, um, that was amazing. And then last one, one of my favorite things you do on your podcast is DM of the day. We wanted to see oh, if you yeah. have any DMs. I have one from a listener that loves you and she's okay. wondering why you don't respond uh to her DMs. Can you read it to me? Do you have any? <laughs> I have to put you on the spotter. Oh, she's like, got it. She's let me ready. while you're looking for it, let me address that. I apologize. I don't mean to not respond. And I say this in the most modest sense. I get a lot of messages. You yes. do your best to try to respond to them, but sometimes they fall through the cracks. So um I will certainly do my best to look out for that one and try to respond to it. You really like connecting with people who genuinely show interest in your life is like one of the coolest parts about being on Charles. So I bet it, I try my best, but it's not always possible. Oh, it, to- it totally, I know, it's totally not possible. Uh, hers is totally X-X-T-I-M-A. So her name is Fatima okay. or Fatima, but it's totally X-X-T-I-M-A. Okay, if you were trying to hit the DMs of somebody who is on TV, ways that you might get a response would be, in my experience, one is to be public in your profile. That's not because I'm like, oh, I'm only going to respond if you're hot. What I'm, what I mean by that is, I need to do a psychopath pass on you. I have to do like a full bet <laughs> yeah. to make sure that like you're not posting some super weird shit that's going to open the floodgates. Right, guy or girl. So like, if you're a dude that like loves Shaw's, like, oh, I love. Where'd you get those that sweater from? It's like I need to make sure you're not a serial killer before I respond to that question. So keep it open. And then two, I think if you generally respond with something that's like a little sexual, me, I generally will not respond to that because I just think it's just too dicey of a thing. So you really have to come come sincere. Sincere and public profile. We'll get a response. Okay, that's good to know. That okay. is good to know. I won't okay, just no DM wonder. you my phone number. <laughs> like, exactly. I'll actually say something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Was there a full message, really? Or she just wanted to know why Nima doesn't respond? If the first one was that I actually sent to Dima, she's like, I love him and he's in New York right now, AKA an hour from me. He's not answering my DMs. Maybe you could pass along the message. Also, happy birthday, because it was oh, your birthday thank two you days for ago. That. That's really sweet. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Yes, I'm in New York until Friday and then I'm back in LA, but I'll be back and forth because I'm going to be hopefully by coastal. LA is always going to be home. Work is in LA. My, my production community is in LA. But there are opportunities to also shoot some content in New York. So ideally, I'll be coming, like, popping into New York for a few weeks, back to L.A. for a few months, L.A. for a few weeks, New York for a few months. And back. I love that. Yeah. Well, Nima, you are awesome and so excited about the podcast. And Thank love you. that you also love AJ. Shaw's is such a great show, so we can't wait for next season already. 
you know what? Again, that decision is Bravo's. I don't know if there will be one, but I hope Fingers there will crossed. be one. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, Fingers crossed. It's been really an incredible honor to be a part of it and to be able to share. And have people respond in a positive way, so I'm very thankful. Love it. Okay, Nima, we will Happy see you so soon. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, thanks, guys. You are Bye. great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Broadcast by, broadcast by.